Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the WEEI Producers Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah. Good morning. Happy Saturday to you. You are listening to the WEI Producer Show. We are here just about every single Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here we go. Producer Show Road Call. Garvin here. Lanny here. Braverman. Hello. Shime. Shime, Shime, Shime's going to be here in in a minute. He's uh, I don't Graphic. know. He's out doing the Lord's work or something like that. Uh, we will be talking uh, exclusively football this morning. Uh, the Red Sox suffered. So I close all my Red Sox tabs. Yes, so the Red Sox suffered Red Sox a bad loss last night, eleven and two. I think it was. Lenny, I closed mine out two weeks ago. Nice. There you go. <laughs> uh, to the Orioles, uh, thoughts and prayers to them. But started we... off well, though. Oh yeah, no, it was oh, really of starting off well. We had a good five innings. Uh, Tana Hogue only gave up that one run over five. It kind of uh, fell off the rails in the sixth, and the uh, yeah, the rest was a mess. There you go. There's your Red Sox. Your update. Forty-one seconds. We'll be talking about all matters of football this morning. If you would like to join us as you are out and about doing fun stuff on your Saturday morning, that number to call is 617-779-7937. Let's try that roll call again. Garvin here. Lanny. Here. Braverman. Howdy. Chris Scheim. Hi. Oh. Chris Scheim has joined us, Microphone ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. Scheim, how's your morning going, bud? Dude, I got to tell you, it has been... It. I, I was. So here's the thing. Yes. I hate this. <laughs> I was early this morning. I was ready to go. I was locked and loaded yes. on my way in. I don't think he knows what early means. I don't know if he Lanny. does either. You continue. I'm no, sorry. no, no. I was. I, I was. Uh, and then, so, I do the smart thing. I'm like, ooh, I want I want a coffee this morning. Order ahead. Yes. So, uh, you know. time saver. Mm-hmm. But, and and I even did it. I even gave it extra time. And extra. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it from farther away. Give them an extra couple minutes. I show up. Coffee's not there. Someone took your coffee. Uh, I guess another, coffee wasn't there. There's another Chris S. walking around I, with a delicious coffee. I had ordered my coffee like 10 minutes earlier than I normally do. And I walk in and I'm standing there and I'm like, can somebody just get me my coffee? It's it's really simple. It's just a small cold brew. One little thing of milk. It's all I need. I'm out the door. Please. I, these people. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Good I just couldn't get my coffee. <laughs> oh, not a good job. I was losing <laughs> my mind. 
How many? I'm like, I- I'm 10 minutes away from work. I'm like, I just, I need my coffee. I, 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 I'm supposed to be there 10 minutes ago so that I could get, get some, get to get my computer all set up, get yes. ready to go. And then I just, I can't, I just wanted my small coffee. It wasn't, it wasn't a complicated order. It no. wasn't some caramel swirl, doubled uh, uh, milk and chocolate. I don't know. It's, it's almost caramel simple. swirl season too. That's such a bummer. <sighs> well, listen, you take a deep breath. Uh, I'll I'll drive for a little bit as you get yourself situated and you enjoy that coffee that you worked very hard for. You earned it. God, I that is so the hard. worst. You you walk in and you expect you're like, all right, I know what it looks like. It's right there, and then it's not there. And they're like, oh, someone must have taken it. I'm like, how does that happen? Here's the thing. Before we get into sports, so how order. many how many people walked in, ordered, and left before you got your your pre-order coffee. One, two, three, a family of three. Not nice. Uh, so five total customers, I one of which munchkins. is a family of three. We, we, you had munchkins last time. You they didn't were, eat them. I there was a kid munchkins. there. There was a kid there getting bagels for the entire basketball team. He ordered at the... He was in line when I walked in. He ordered at the register and got like 15 bagels before I got my one effing cup of coffee. It's about working. Work smarter, not harder. We 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 love our, our friends over there, but my goodness, it's hey, it's, football's back though, guys. Football is. football is back. There's a lot going on. Obviously, big slate of college games to get you excited if you're into that. And I think uh, thanks to legalized sports betting, I think a lot more people in this region are paying attention. I would agree to college football. Uh, and but then really, it's it's Sunday. It's finally we can start answering some questions, start figuring out what we have uh, in this New England football team, and and more importantly, something I know Landy thinks we're not talking enough about uh, is the return of of one Tom Brady <laughs> Jones. I brought you up, Lanny, because uh, apparently uh, even the uh, the. Complaints about Tom Brady fatigue has have reached the the high skies where vultures fly. Yep. Um. So you're not the least bit excited about Tom Brady coming back. No, not like. really. No. I mean, it's a cool comeback, retire his number, statue, whatever you want to do. But I'm just kind of over the situation. I'm over the situation. I Are you again, over I, and Tom it, Brady. I'm over it in the sense of, I I, it's picking a scab. Oh, okay. Is how I look at it. You know what I mean? I, I was able to enjoy this guy and witness the stuff I witnessed as a Patriots fan is just something I know I'm never, ever going to see again. Especially with Mac Jones here. Right. <laughs> well, that, that too. But it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I lived it. I experienced it. It was an absolutely amazing time. I'm just kind of want to get on with my life. It's, um, yeah. I kind of want to get on with my life as a Patriots fan. Like, look, I understand why you're giving him a ceremony. I get it. It's just like. The whole month leading up to it, it's like, oh, Tom Brady's coming back. It's like, yeah, he came back as a buck. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like he almost lost that game too. Shop. I'm wondering if if we're you know, Lanny's sitting there. He's he's got the little one, and you know he's watching the game, and then all of a sudden they bum 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 or whatever Jay Z song he comes out to, and. Tom Brady comes walking out, and they get that good shot of him, you know, like just 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 below his head, and he's looking out there, and he's watching all the fans, and Lanny, his, his chest starts to get a little bit tight, and he starts to feel those tears welling up a little bit, and all this stuff that he's been saying finally goes away because right. he gets to see his guy, Tom Brady, one more time. See, so you're saying like, that now, like, and look, I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. We were just talking before the show. I hate these headphones so much. I've been sitting here adjusting the wire for the last 10 minutes. We were talking before the show, Shime, about how the ceremony in football is really getting a little out of control. Uh, you know, where you need two and a half hours to talk Chiefs-Lions with 13 different people uh, pontificating on what the game the should be mentality. and all this. Oh, my. It's ridiculous. 
But then you jump forward to where you are with Tom Brady, and it's like, on one hand, I understand what you're saying, but I kind of agree with what Robert Kraft is saying. Is we Patriots fans didn't really have an opportunity to like send him off well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Shab, do you have any thoughts on what this ceremony could possibly be? Because I have, yeah, so, I have something I want to see that won't happen. But so I think it should be three things. There should be a jersey retirement, jersey number twelve, never be worn again. There should be a one day contract. There won't be, but there should be, and there should be a statue. Those three things should happen to make it a great day. However, I've also a, a, a couple people have now said. That this may not just be like a one day thing. The craft said it. Yeah, where this is going to last like the entire season. Like it's yeah, like a, you can't fit this all into one fifteen minute halftime. No, 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 no. Yes, no. Hold can. on, hold on, hold on. Yes, you can. You one hundred percent can. First of all, why are we doing like a farewell tour? Like he's Mariano Rivera. Like he's not dying. He's just retiring from football. And by the way, and didn't buried. play for the Patriots for the last three yeah. years. So like it's <laughs> I'm owner with the Raiders. Like yes. involved with another team. Don't get me wrong. I love Tom Brady more than I have loved any other football player and will love any other football player in the history of time. He's made a generation of Boston sports fans the most obnoxious humans on the show. So oh, without a doubt. So and I'm one so of them. People. He has so much he has made me an obnoxious Douche when it comes to talking about quarterbacks and football. A hundred percent agree. I couldn't I, I couldn't thank him enough. However, you give him first of all, I don't know why you're doing it on opening day against the Eagles. That's just dumb because you're gonna get spanked and it's gonna be you're gonna you're gonna be down double digits at halftime celebrating Tom Brady and we walk out in the third quarter, Mac Jones throws an interception and everybody's chanting for Tom Brady. Like you you wanted to do this it's like the homecoming game. Ty Law said this on our show this week. Yes. It's like the homecoming game. You pick the team that kind of sucks to play, and then and that's when you do it. Or you do it at a, a primetime game. Yes. Well, yeah. Exactly. Like if you did it like on a uh, was it Sunday night against the Dolphins? Mm-hmm. I get it. Or like uh, I think you play a Monday night against the Bills. What do you Fine. There's, uh, Pittsburgh. There's a, th- a Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. There's Monday a Monday night, night against game. the Chiefs. Monday night against the Chiefs. Oh, that would have been a great spot. Yeah. Sunday night against Denver. Yeah, there, so there's there's a three sucky zero and one team you could have done that against. Sure. Like at least if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're going to do it in a game, you're gonna get spanked. At least make it prime time. Right. Like that, so that everybody can see it. ESPN can do this whole thing about it. It could be extended halftime. You can go. To it live. Instead, it's just kind of meh. And I don't. And because I don't know what to expect, I, I'm I'm totally convinced that Tom Brady's going to walk out. Robert Kraft is going to give some little speech. Tom Brady's going to say something real quick. Couple waves. Couple let's goes, and we're out the door. And that's dumb. I think that's stupid. I think it's a stupid way to handle it. So what's the average time at time of halftime? I think like seven or eight minutes. So you have an eight minute window to do these things. I believe so. And I then think you got to right. figure. In all honesty, half of that time. Well, it could just be a video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could literally take more than half of the time with a montage video, and then Kraft says something, Brady says something, they Out reveal the, the banner. Let's start the second there half. Shouldn't, there shouldn't even be a montage video in the ceremony. It should be a pre-released montage video on, like, Twitter, Instagram, X, whatever they oh, they're going to do They'll that. do that. And, They'll definitely do and that. And so it's Definitely like a teaser that. video, and that should come out. Probably at like noontime on Sunday. That way it's before any of the games start. Everybody can see it. They can play it on the, the, the NFL countdowns or whatever. And then you can just get right to celebrating Tom Brady. No video montage. None of that crap. Brady walks out. He can talk about it. Retire his jersey. Whatever you want to see. I see the video. I think the video comes after as oh, opposed to before okay. because it's such like, well, how are we going to watch it? It's like, well, you can go to 
the Patriots website, they're showing it. I forget what other ways they said they're going to show uh, Patriots, Yeah, Patriots.com, and then I, I, I believe think that, that. I think that was it. But either way, so I think it's once they do that, because then if you release it early, then it's like, what do I have? Then I have to, I'm not going to see the speeches. So I might as well like try to find a way to watch it, get traffic to the website at halftime, and then once that's done, that's when everybody will release the video. It also just, there's just this air of disingenuousness that just like, continues to permeate for me where it's just like yeah we're gonna celebrate this guy that we totally just didn't want to pay and probably right. would have stayed right. but instead he left and went and played for tampa bay and won a super bowl like yeah let's celebrate him today well it's, it's, just, it's, it's the idea weird. of time heals all wounds you know he's been but it hasn't even been six months since he retired i know I, I know since he's retired but but since he's been gone i i think you know regardless of what the ceremony is and by the way i think what they should do is uh a la the david posternock pasta statue they unveil a giant braided roll statue of tom brady and then a goat eats it uh but i'm not going to get what i want i never do but Oh, speaking of the statue, not to interject, yes. they should do the photo of tom brady holding a goat for the statue that would Consider- be a great statue or we just have a live statue, and they can have, uh, I don't know, some, I was going to make a joke. I'm not going to say. Somebody no, can go like, and, and like feed that goat in there. Oh, like, like AI, AI Jerry AI Jones. A hologram of yeah. Tom Brady that you see outside Oh, the that would be horrifying. And every time you walk by, Brady, let's go! Brady, the fans. <laughs> that's what, that's what the lighthouse Rita, Rita. The, the lighthouse just shines a giant number 12 all over the place. Um, what's really more intriguing, and, and we'll get into it as, as we continue on in the producer show again, 617-779-7937 if you'd like to join us this morning to talk a little Patriots-Eagles as the season begins tomorrow at 425. It's the on-field impact of what Tom Brady's presence uh, is going to do to this football team. And initially, I guys, I didn't think it was going to be uh, that big of a deal. But Matthew Slater was on with us uh, on Jones and Mego on Monday. And when we asked him about it, he, he said that that game was really, it wasn't, it did not feel like a regular week four game. That there was a lot more to it when Tom Brady and the Buccaneers came back. And, you know, Mac Jones isn't going to give you anything when it comes to that stuff. But I think if you watch that game, I think you could tell that the team was a little more amped up for good or bad. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of the same this week, too. Whether that factors into this team getting a W over the Eagles, which, by the way, I I don't know about you, Sean. I asked Billy before the show. I haven't heard a single person in this market tell me why the New England Patriots are going to win this football game on Sunday. Yeah, Curtis and Greg were all over the Patriots, and me, Wiggy, and Courtney were very much against it. We were doing the uh, Picks Against the Afternoon show. So we had to deliberate if we were going to take the Eagles or the Patriots, and majority ruled, and we took the Eagles, Mm -hmm. like smart humans. Um, I think we stayed away from that game. So if I look at it from just a purely football perspective, it's hard to imagine a way in which the New England Patriots win, especially if Ramondre Stevenson is out. Like, I know he was questionable yesterday, wasn't at practice. You're talking about Michael Onwenu and Cole Strange, both not at practice, questionable. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what's going on there. If you're missing any combination of those three guys, it's kind of just chalked. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see a path in which you beat this Eagles team. The Eagles really like to play a lot of zone. They like they'll they'll allow you to have kind of a lot of those checkdowns. Right. Um like which, middle of the field kind of stuff. With and with Ramondre Stevenson that works because he's so good at creating after after that short catch. And so I think that's why he'd have such a big day. But if he doesn't play, you kind of lose that. I think Zeke still has some of it, but not not in the same way. And then 
you just can't attack down the field. It's just you're not going to have time. With, with the way your offensive line looks, you're just simply not going to have time in the pocket. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. Like, there's nobody's going to have time to attack down the field against this Eagles team with how bad our offensive line is. This isn't a dig at Mac Jones. But then on top of that, I just don't see the receivers being able to separate against this Eagles secondary. And so it's it's just it's a tall. I just don't know how you score points if you can somehow limit Jalen Hurts and get a defensive and a special teams touchdown. I guess that's the. The avenue in which you win this game, like 17-14 in an absolute scratch-and-claw slugfest. But to me, offensively, I just don't see a path. Of course. Lanny, I'm sure you're all over the Patriots in this game. I think they'll cover. Okay. Cover I think it's as simple as that. I think they can. I, they lose by three. Plus I'm four at home is pretty good. Yeah, right. I haven't, I, mean, I haven't jumped on that yet. So Thank you think about it, too. You get me. three points for being at home. I'll take it. Right? I'll t- you get three for – I haven't seen the line yet. It might be four. Uh, we'll explore that during the break. Again, yeah, it's still four. 617-779-7937. Shime, Lanny, Garvin, Joe Braverman producing Behind the Glass as we continue talking Patriots and Eagles. Uh, I haven't officially made my prediction for this game yet, but I did take a bunch of notes last night, some things that I would like to see Ooh, in no, this game. Copious. And I wouldn't call them keys, but I do have some ideas in mind if the Patriots do want to get weird and win this home opener on Sunday. I have a couple ideas of how they're going to do that that we will explore after the break. But first, Shime is going to tell you what's trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Sox playoff chances keep getting slimmer. Uh, they they were, return home to an 11-2 loss to the AL Best Orioles. Tanner Houck once again struggled his third time through the order, getting the loss over five and a third innings, surrendering five earned runs on eight hits. Sox uh, lose another game in the wild card standings with a Toronto win and now sits six games back. Series will continue this afternoon. Will Fleming and Rob Bradford have the call from Fenway at 410. On the Shaw's and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. Chris Sale will get the start for the Sox opposite Jack Flaherty for Baltimore. Cooper Boardman will get you ready with everything you need to know on the Mass Mutual pregame show at 310. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. Patriots injury report has come out ahead of their season opener tomorrow afternoon against the Eagles. Officially been ruled out with a hamstring hamstring injury. Jack Jones. Uh, We thought there might be a chance he would be held out for other reasons. Turns out hamstring injury. Five players are listed as questionable, including Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Parker, Mike Onwenu, Cole Strange. And Philly seems to have a clean injury report. Other Patriots news captains were named for the Patriots. They are Mac Jones, Matthew Slater, David Andrews, Dietrich Twise, Jawan Bentley, and first-time captain Hunter Henry. And the Revs! Back on the road to take on Minnesota United FC tonight at 8.30. The Revs have 47 points, but have a better record than Orlando at 13 eight and six to put them in second in the eastern conference that's what's trending we'll be right back with the producer show call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho. This is the WEEI producer show right here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you this morning. Talking Tom Brady and the Patriots. Lanny's uh, looking to see how far the water is from Foxborough. Yeah, right Lanny, now. did you figure that out yet? So we were talking about the it's new Foxborough. Foxborough's landlocked. <laughs> we're talking about the new lighthouse and how the most underwhelming result of this Brady ceremony would be them just naming it Tom Brady Lighthouse, even though, you know, Foxborough very famously yeah. known for their shipping. When I think coastal navigation, I think Foxborough. <laughs> It's a hub town. <laughs> it's like sticking a lighthouse in Indianapolis. Like, what's the point? It's, it's, you're in the, you're no in the middle of nowhere. You're not even close to water. There's no point. So ba- boats don't crash into the stadium, obviously. That's why you have it. It's all right. Uh, Tom the Brady Mariners Lighthouse will always be our beacon in the in the dark, dark clouds. I'd rather it be one of those gigantic lights that they use for, like, movie premieres. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Get a couple of those. Oh, like a rotating swing? spotlight. Yeah, just get a couple of those just flashing around. I'd, 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 I'd accept that before I'd accept a lighthouse in Foxborough. <laughs> the crowds love that lighthouse. Hey, just though. pull your boat right up to the stadium. You can jump off and get in. Oh, wait. It's landlocked. Imagine if the stadium, though, was like a dock bar and you could pull up. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. As someone who frequented one a couple dock bars when I was down in Maryland, it was. Oh, drive your boat right up to the state. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and then you can just kind of wade over to the bar and stop in and have a drink and watch the games right there. Also, isn't the lighthouse now like partially blocked by the new scoreboard? Or is that the other side of the end zone? No, it's behind the scoreboard. It's behind the school, but so you only see like the top half of the lighthouse. Exactly. So it's like if you were on the other half. I mean, that's half. the most important part of the lighthouse. What do I want to look at? Just the giants. So we're not lighting the base here. Boats can't see the base, Joe. <laughs> we're yeah, saving the all point. these fishermen. But if you got the lighthouse like named after you, like people are only going to see like the top 40% of it. That's an insult to Brady. Brady be like a lighthouse. A lighthouse. <laughs> And by the way, it's called the shaft of the lighthouse. We're using nautical terms. Get oh, it right. Yeah. Apologies. My, my fault. I couldn't come up with an appropriate uh, word for that. No, and I came up with an inappropriate one. There you so go. We're, Good we're job. off and running. Uh, we're ready for football. Season. 617-779-7937 if you want to hop on with us. 37937 if you want to text in. Uh, I'll read a text for you here from the 617. I'm so rooting for the Patriots to get crushed by the Eagles. Further vindication for Tom and total embarrassment. Embarrassment for the owner after making the biggest mistake in sports history. Okay, couple questions here. One, do you think Tom feels the need to be vindicated by a Patriots loss? I don't or was he vindicated no when he won a Super Bowl? Right, exactly. He left, won a Super Bowl the next year. Vindication right there. Yeah. He, he landed in the perfect situation in a time where not only the football world and the sports world, but the entire world was upside down at that point. Right. And, and he's like, well, that's great. Well, you guys are worrying about that. I'm, I'm going to go step into this ready-made finished product and win a Super Bowl. I and mean, look, he still played at a high level. So I think he there played were, at an even higher level the following year when he lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game. He, look. 
look, if if he if he decided he was going to come out in the second half and just rip that you know that nice dress shirt off, and he had a, a number twelve jersey with the pads on underneath, then I'm like, he could probably go for a one eighty and two touchdowns easily. In the second you half. put the pay him on Why this not? Patriots team easily. I think he can still play. And as you might as, actually have a shot against the Eagles. Like the worst decision in the history. Like. Unfortunately, and you know, just to kind of look at it in a bigger picture with a little bit of time to reflect on it, like it was inevitable. Like he wasn't going to play forever. I wish it could have ended on better terms, sure. But look, it wasn't like Tom was like overly psyched to be here in, in 2019 either when he was quote the most miserable eight no quarterback in football. Like it I think a lot of things factored into it. And, of course, I would have loved to have seen him be here because, like, the idea that now we have to, like, share custody with him with, like, Tampa people is blech. I don't like that. So dumb. Somebody's going to have one of those those the people with the jerseys. split jerseys. Like, you're the only person on the planet that it's allowed to do that is Devin and Jason McCourty's mother. Like, yeah, you're only Kelsey's allowed to do mother. that. Yeah, yeah. And the Kelsey's Donna mother. Kelsey. Yeah. Donna Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. If you have two sons that play for other teams, you're allowed to do it. Outside of that... There's nobody on the planet to be, that should be making half jerseys. Oh, there's going to be a ton of them tomorrow. Oh, God, I can't. I, One ton. I don't oh, even know I'm what you would order can I, Can you just order those? Like, or do you have to have them <laughs> custom made? Uh, you probably have to have it custom made. What would I do? My Bru- assumption. Bru- Brady split jersey? Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, so while, while Billy's... <laughs> Ryan, yeah, no, I got them. Oh, you got them? Yeah, I mean, I don't know these companies that are selling them. It's not how really... much are we looking at, like two hundred? Uh, no, no, one here is uh, seventy five ninety five. Yeah, so mm, about seventy five like bucks, seventy seventy five dollars. This one here is seventy three dollars, and it has the Super Bowl uh, LV patch on the mm. buck side. No way, this is legit. I'd rather gamble. That's I hear stuff <laughs> I now. Like I'm, gambling. Like, I'm like, I could, I could pay that. I'm like, or I could make like four bets. With ninety bucks on eBay. We have one. Ooh, okay. Each side has a Super Bowl patch on it. All right, well, there you go. If you want to split jerseys, $75 to $90 right I don't. there. Good job, Billy no. Landy. <laughs> Billy Landy, the, ult- the ultimate window. Can counter. I talk about yeah, my right, non-keys? Right. I don't want to call them yeah, keys to the game because I feel like the, the, the chances of victory are slimmer and slimmer. Um, but I've, I'm very interested. Like We were talking about how weird the timing of this ceremony is, but if you wanted to get an idea of what this Patriots team was going to be, you're you're – Hard pressed to find a, a better test this early in the season than the Super Bowl runner up Philadelphia Eagles. Who look, I, I have them going back to the Super Bowl this year. I think uh, you know, everybody says it's really hard to get back, but I think this Same. team is built for that. S as uh, Dan Campbell and Jared Goff so good thumping their chest after their win, and that leads me into like one of the, the main ideas I look at when it comes to this game. If you're going to have a win like this, it's going to be this time of year. It's going to be early September. This is back when the Patriots used to lose to teams they didn't have any business losing to. I had the Matt Patricia Lions victory thrown in my face all week as I said, what is Matt Patricia doing for this team? Oh, well, he came back and he won against you. Okay, fun, cute. Uh, what did the Patriots end up doing that year? Win the Super Bowl. Regardless, I think it, it, and it's weak but i do have other stuff i want to get to if you're going to upset a team this is the time to do it because the patriots aren't going to do it with you know talent that's going to blow you away you know i don't think that they really excel at any one position 
maybe outside of running back, I guess, if if you really wanted to get into it. I think, you know, Philadelphia edges you in most positions. Eh, maybe tight end as well. I might take that. I like yeah, Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Goddard's really good. I like Dallas Goddard. I'm, I'm very curious to see what the, the tight end tandem looks like. I don't know. I think it's interesting you mentioned the time of year because I think you're right. Like, I think that could be one uh, way the Patriots can make take this to their advantage is just because – Philadelphia does has two new coordinators, both one on offense, one on defense. Which was like, my second point. Yeah, yeah, it's the same new off, same new same head coach in Nick Sirianni, who I, I'm told is extremely involved in offensive game planning every week. So but I don't he know. Doesn't call. Uh, doesn't call anymore. the plays. No, was, no, no. Jonathan, uh, not Jonathan Gannon. Shane Steichen was the one calling the plays. Uh, but apparently Nick Sirianni loves like the game planning pre uh, mm-hmm. pre game, so he was very involved in that, but wouldn't call the plays. So I'm curious to see how that will change this year. But more importantly, defensively, it's no longer Jonathan Gannon. I I don't even know who their defense. Oh, Sean Desai, right? And uh, he was pretty good uh, in his last. He was I think in Chicago. Chicago. He was so he was the assistant dealing with defensive like, coach. No he was an assistant defensive coach, uh, I think last year, the year before with the Seahawks. But he was the defensive coordinator. I think it was twenty twenty one with the Chicago Bears, and they had a top five defense. Although I can't remember, Vic Fangio was still the de- the coach of that team as well. So you got a defensive coach, but a guy that's learned under Fangio and learned under Pete Carroll. Like that's a good guy to have in the system sure. with, with especially with the talent that they have on the defensive but side. But the, the, the flip side of that is it, it was something Lanny and I were talking about uh earlier was that it'll be interesting to see if having all those new coaches can actually work against the Eagles because Nick Sirianni is in his 40s. He's I believe he's in his early 40s. Uh, Sean Desai 40 years old. Marcus Brady, their new offensive coordinator, uh, who was part of Frank Reich's staff in Indianapolis, and then he got the the nod after Gannon left. Um, again, or not Gannon, Steichen. Uh, Steichen Shane Spikeman, as, as yes. Gronk calls him, yes. uh, you know, is also in his early 40s. So it's a young staff that finally, they're getting to call their own show now, and you match that up against, you know, Bill Belichick, who Nick Sirianni spent a good portion of his media availability last week just drooling all over his shoes. And yeah. it was a little Sean McVay-ish at the 2018 See, I didn't Super get Bowl. that vibe. I, I got a different 100% vibe. 100% got that vibe from that's him. What, that's because, what Greg and, and Wiggy were saying yesterday yes. as well. I, I, for me, it felt very much not intimidated. Like, to me, it felt very... It, it, it felt like this new generation of coaches doesn't quite, uh, I, I use the word fear, Belichick the same way the last generation did. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they just kind of revere him as a guy like the old grandpa that's like, wow, he was great in his day. Like, he kicked ass. But that's how but, I took it from McVeigh. Like, I didn't feel like McVeigh was. See, I felt like McVeigh was like a. Intimidated. I felt like McVeigh was like a little puppy dog. Like, Nick Sirianni, I don't get that vibe from. No, I thought. When it, when it comes to Bill Belichick. They were asking him all these questions about, you know, what has Matt Patricia brought to this staff? And. You know, he's like, well, I, I just every time he's there, uh, you know, I just have questions about Bill Belichick. I'm sure Matt Patricia is just thrilled with that. He's like, <laughs> hey, I had a career too, coach. <laughs> uh, 
And and that that's another factor is is a lot like my show on Jones and Ego has made you know too big a deal of Matt Patricia uh, you know having I don't think Matt Patricia is going to have a single impact on this. I play. have seen two completely different narratives as far as Matt Patricia. Like first of all, he's a defensive like assistant. Yeah. Like I, I doubt he's like dapping up Darius Slay now. Apparently they're buddies again, and he's probably working with the secondaries because as Ty Law pointed out, uh, uh, he is a secondaries coach at heart. Like that's kind of where he started. That's right. probably what he's doing. He's, he's working with and just like have a little respect for the process. He's he's working with those corners. He's working with he the safeties. Sucks. That's what he's doing. He's doing nothing else. Like yeah. it's, he's not calling plays. He's not game planning. He's just there. Oh, right. he, there's nothing about Patricia where tomorrow you're going to be like, oh, he got us. Well, yeah, we no, you want to know him. why? You want to know why Sirianni probably bought brought Belichick in? He wants to be a friend of Belichick. He wants to be on Belichick's good graces because clearly he re- he respects the guy. Right. Like, you heard it in the press conference where I was just talking about drooling all over himself about Bill Belichick. He's probably like, ooh, I'll bring in Matt Patricia, me and Bill get a connection going that way. We'll have a pretty good relationship for when Bill retires. Right, using right. Patricia as a middleman. Yes, 100%. He's, he's my bridge to being BFF with Belichick. Bingo. My next little key to this game is, and it's something that you know, maybe it's foolish to look back at what the Patriots have done in the past, and it's not. This actually doesn't have anything to do with the offense per se. Uh, this is more on on the the defensive side of the ball. But the one of the guys, and and you could just go down the list of just animals that this Eagles team has. They have so, so many so good, good players. Best it's, offensive it's, line it's of football. Like AJ Brown. Jalen Carter alone. Like I can't wait to see what Jalen Carter does in this game, but it's Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick had He's such awesome. a good year. But the thing that I'm very curious about, and I think it can play to the Patriots' advantage, is historically they have always done well in game planning for that alpha dog on defense. J- I, I call it the J.J. Watt game plan. Because J.J. Watt, who yeah, people right. love, love J.J. Watt in, in the ability that he had to play defensive end in the NFL. You know what he did against the Patriots? I'll tell you. He went 1-7. He had zero sacks recorded. J.J. JJ Watt I'm talking about. Zero sacks recorded against the New England Patriots. He was a non-factor every single time that he played the New England Patriots. And I think for all the crap that Bill Belichick has gotten, deservedly so, some of it has absolutely been warranted about the decisions and the day-to-day game planning and how things unfolded last year. One aspect that I will still 100,000 million percent give them credit for is figuring out how to take away, you know, that badass mother effort on the other side of the ball and I think it's going to probably be Hassan Reddick but then it's like okay well you know they got Barnett and and Brandon Graham who I don't think enough people are talking well, yeah, about Ryan, Josh Sweat. So you're telling me that thing in the air is not flying? So this yeah. is the team that led the league in sacks last year. Right. Do you know how many guys had double digit sacks on this team? Uh, I'm going to say three guys had double digits. Billy sacks. do you have a guess? Over. Yeah, over. You're right. There was four of them. Oh. Uh, three of them had 11. That'd be Javon Hargrave, no longer on the team. I believe he's out in San Francisco. Right. Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick had 16. So, like, the issue is with this Eagles defense, it's built di- It's built more like those Giants defenses mm. that the Patriots struggled with than it is like a J.J. Watt defense, right? Because a J.J. Watt-specific defense, it's, okay, we take him out of the game. Miles Garrett, take right. him out of the game. I don't have to deal with him as much. I can figure it out from there. But when it comes to this Eagles team, it's like, Okay, I take out Hassan Reddick, and now I'm dealing with Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cobb. Like, what am I doing? 
It's it, it becomes a massive issue. And then even if I try and take out the strong defensive line with quick passes and screens and runs, the corners are really good too. Right. Bradbury and Darius. So that is, thank you because that leads me into my next point is. Mac Jones is going to have a very lively afternoon, I think. He is going to have to get that ball out, and he's going to have to get that ball out quick because the other side of uh, what this Eagles team is, as far as the offense goes, is we are going to see what a real offensive line looks like. And they are the long best from having, you know, Jason Peters, who was a longtime tackle on that team, but they still have Jason Kelsey. Um, Landon Dickerson's one of the best guards in football. Lane Johnson looks like he's Jordan back. He's healthy. Um, I think they have Jergens. a rookie on the right side as Cam well. Cam Jurgens. Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, I believe right, he's Jergens. not a rookie. So Tyler Steen is his backup. Tyler That's Steen, the rookie. That's what I'm Cam Jurgens, I believe, will get the start. So. You're going to see two very different offensive lines, this kind of cobbled together patchwork offensive line for the Patriots, and then an absolute unit uh, for the offensive line for the Eagles. So Mac Jones is going to have to get to guys quick. So that's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm thinking maybe Pop Douglas. You know, you're you're going to ask a lot of these guys who are new to the system or just new to professional football in general to find separation because I was listening to, I believe the guy's name was Dave Zangaro on um, Tom Curran's podcast with Phil Perry, and he's saying the best way to attack this defense is through the middle of the field. And I think he's right because, Shime, you talk about what, what James Bradbury and Darius Slay can do as far as corners go. They're probably going to shut down if, if Parker is getting a lot of snaps. Oh, screwed. Um, it's going to be that middle of the field. Like the, Their safety core is not nearly as strong as what their, their corners are doing. And that is where you're going to have to attack this team. And I don't know. They, they're not particularly great at stopping the run. I think last year they were like middle of the pack as far as yards. It was like 16th or 17th in football. And you think that that would play into the Patriots' strength. It's just the the question that I'm going to have going into that game is can this offensive line, can half the offensive line, Lanny, can the Trent Brown side, is that the side that we're just going to try and run everything to the left? Well, you got Trent Brown, and then you have Strange. Go Zeke, who's, go who's Romando. Right, so both of your gods are questionable to this game. Oh, good. That's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't even matter which side you go to. And then on top of that, too, I think you can even flip it, right? So now, like, if you, if you look at one of the portions of the Patriots team that we felt was the strongest, right? In the right. defense, you look to that secondary. All preseason, they they were the fourth. Uh, they played the fourth most man coverage in the entire NFL in the preseason, which indicates to me more man coverage in the regular season. However, you're going up against arguably the best receiver against man coverage in football in A.J. Brown. Right. That oh, Miles Bryan will be fine. Oh, and by the <laughs> way... <laughs> And by the way, you don't have Jack Jones, and then there's still Devontae Smith. That you have You're to being with. hysterical. It's just it's it, it feels like every layer of this onion in the game that you pull back, there's just more issues. Like it's like, oh, you could do this, oh, but then there's this. Every, every, that, there's a it. caveat to everything. Every question, every key that I'm trying to bring up to try to talk myself into. Well, maybe this is what a victory could look like. You're right. It's just answered with one last question. One last thing before we go to break is the my final little like, oh, how could this – like what does a victory look like for the New England Patriots? It's making Jalen Hurts uncomfortable. It's – I look, 
I think he's good, but I also think much like Tom Brady was in 2020, he's in a great situation. Uh, like yeah. the Eagles did something. Howie Roseman did something really kind of weird that you don't see in football too much, where he kind of built the team first and then was like, well, we'll figure out the quarterback later. And they have a guy that's good enough. I think Jalen Hurts will be a very good quarterback someday. And yes, I understand he was great passing yards, all that stuff. So he's got made all the better plays. every single year he's been in the league. Which you expect somebody of his caliber to be. But I think that any quarterback is going to have deficiencies if you're constantly making them move their feet. We saw with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, a lot of drops for Patrick Mahomes, but he was under-throwing guys, too, because he was constantly running from his life because Aiden Hutchinson was trying to take his head off. So I think if you're able to get past this daunting offensive line for the Eagles and you can make Jalen Hurts move his feet and constantly be looking around, you can absolutely use that to the Patriots' advantage. And if it's going to be a low-scoring game, that could be the deciding factor, is getting that tipped pass, getting that interception, getting good field positioning. Look, I understand it's a terrible way to start the season for the Patriots, but I'm just I'm just here to say it's not impossible. It's going to be really, really hard, but I can absolutely see ways where the Patriots can win this game on Sunday. 617-779-7937 if you want to hop on with us here on the Producer Show. Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you. We'll give you our final thoughts on Patriots-Eagles coming up next. This is the WEI Producer Show right here on Boston Sports Original. WEI, Shime, Lanny, and Garvin with you this morning. We've been talking Pats Eagles just about all morning long. And boys here on the final segment of the program before we hand it over to Ken and Curtis down at Fenway. We need to make our final predictions for the uh, Patriots game. So I will begin with you, Billy Lanny. What is your prediction? You got a score? You got a certain lean? You got here? What um, do we got? Like I said, I think the I think the Pats are covering. I think the Eagles are winning. It's, it's it's a boring pick. It's boring numbers because it's right at the over under. But I'm giving it twenty four twenty one Eagles. Okay, twenty four twenty one. No Eagles. real huge, you know, research behind that pick. It's just like kind of it. like how you know, Patriots maybe. You know, I smell a defensive touchdown, a couple offensive touchdowns from them. But, yeah, no, I think they lose by three, 24-21. Okay, Ryan, what do you got for this game? <sighs> like, I don't I, – I know I just spent the entire – you know what? I'm gonna screw it. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to take the Patriots. Love it. I'm going to take the Patriots for all the reasons that I said in the last segment, that if you're going to get to a team of this caliber, this is the time of year that you do it. If they were playing the Eagles in November, I'd probably be singing a different tune. But – I think that if they can follow just some of the things that I brought up, that they have a chance to be in this. Um, I think they could, you know what, let's say they put up 28 points, 27, 28 points, and they make Jalen Hurts run for his life and constantly be under pressure, and he's looking downfield, and he's having trouble finding guys like Patrick Mahomes did on Thursday, and the Eagles put up like 24 points. Close game. Okay, uh, so you got... But Pats. I don't love it. I'm probably going to take the Patriots at plus four, but I could... I'm just... Out of everything that I've heard this week, I'm, I've, I don't think I've heard a single person pick the Patriots outside of, like, maybe a couple of your guys on the morning show, yep. John. But I, I think that this is the time of year to 
get wins like this. So, yeah, give me the Patriots. All right, fair enough. I, uh, it, it, as you can probably already expect, I'm going to take Patriots. the Eagles. I'm going to lay the I'm going to lay the four points, no problem. I also already have a bet locked in. I have the Eagles by nine and a half at plus two hundred, two to one. Uh, I love those odds there. I think this final score is going to be something like thirty to thirteen Eagles. I think this is going to be an absolute shellacking. I think they'll be up double digits at halftime. Um, I think the Patriots will be lucky to score one offensive touchdown, kick a couple field goals along the way. I just I look at this Eagles team, regardless of the the massive gap in my opinion at quarterback, just roster wise, this Eagles roster just kicks your ass. It's just top to bottom. Their offensive line is going to be better than your defensive line, which is one of your best units. Their receivers are better than your corners. Uh, Their corners are better than your receivers. Their defensive line is going to destroy your offensive line. And then when you look at the quarterback matchup, I don't think it's particularly fair. And to Nick Sirianni's credit, when he first gave his press conference, when he began as the Philadelphia Eagles uh, coach, I thought he sounded like a total utter boob. It, he just sounded like a moron. It's gotten better since then. He has gotten a lot better. I, I, I mean, think, look, there has I been have, a single head coach in, in football in the last couple of years that's had a great first press conference. No, and I I have the Eagles back in the Super Bowl like you, Ryan. This is a, just a start for them against a team that I think they'll swat away like a fly. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts as my MVP pick. Like, this is... This is, I got this Jalen is the, Carter as my This is the start game. of another great season for the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion. So I'm going to take the Eagles winning 30-13. to 13 I'm wondering if it's going to be more of like what we've been used to with the Patriots, where it's like, ah, September is like extended preseason, but for like very different reasons, like, you know, losing opportunities to practice, not doing, you know, the joint practices with Tennessee. Um, just one other thing is I'm kind of glancing over my notes for this game. It's... The offense's ability to stay on the field, and you reminded me when you brought up, you know, 13 points, like the the Patriots offense is going to have a tough time scoring on this defense, which may be true, but I think the, the bigger factor that we should all be keeping an eye on is, you know, drive sustainability. Can the Patriots stay out there and not three and out themselves to death? That's because, the only way they can stay in this game. You know, the realist in me is going, man, if you're going nine, ten plays and it's a seven-minute drive and you're ending up with a field goal, which was happening a lot last year when the Patriots were able to stay on the field, they were a tro- they were like the worst red zone offense in football. Yep. So that's going to be a problem that's going to work against them. But if there's better continuity if if just things seem cleaner if you're oh i don't know false starting on you know the very first <laughs> play of the, of the game yeah trent brown trent brown <laughs> you know and it's first in 20 i'm like well jesus like what do you have here and, and you know with, with that great tandem of play calling they had last year like well let's just hand it off three times like great awesome i don't think you're going to see that like the Bill O'Brien side of this is something that we've made a big deal out of, and I think it's deservedly so, that this should, your offense being out there for extended periods of time will be good for the offense, but I think it'll also be good for the defense as well, that they're not in these terrible situations and they're not trying to stop Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, you know, when they're at their own 40-yard line because, you know, punter, generic guy, you know, squibbed it off the side of his foot. Well, that'll do it for us here on the producer show. Shime, Lanny, and Garvin. I know the text line already hates me for my uh, my uh, Patriots getting slaughtered. Get prediction. Week one. Get ready for it. Yeah.
yeah, hey, man, it is what it is. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It is what it is. I'm not going to complain about it. That'll do it for us here on the Producer Show. We'll be back with you next Saturday. Uh, we'll react to Patriots Week 1 and get you ready for Patriots Week 2 when we're back. Chris Curtis and Ken Laird. Curtis and Laird coming up from uh, Fenway Park next here on Boston Sports Original WEI. See ya. See ya. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.